You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back into Fifth Avenue Face-Off. The conversations before we hit record are sometimes better than the conversations after we hit record. Sean Gentili of The Athletic with me. Uh, Welcome in, my friend. Thanks for doing this again, despite the first time running completely off the rails and we ended up talking about fighting mascots. I appreciate your time. I thought that was the point. I thought I thought that's what you had me around for. Happy to be back, dude. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. And if we end up talking about fighting mascots, then so be it. Uh, or anybody fighting anybody else. I mean, there's there's plenty to be mad about if you're a Penguins fan. Uh, although I don't know, maybe you're Mike Sullivan and you're just satisfied with the whole thing at this point. Um, but wherever they go down the stretch, I want to widen it out just a little bit. Rather than talking about the loss in Dallas or the surprise win over Colorado. Let's fast forward uh, just a little bit to the end of this season because this is another Tristan Jari injury we're dealing with. We have no idea who this team's goaltender is going to be come playoff time. And we don't expect them to go anywhere come playoff time, but it's a whole lot easier to see them going nowhere and doing nothing without a goaltender that they can trust. Um, So when they get to the offseason, what's the play? I mean, the UFA goaltender market is... I wouldn't say straight trash, but there's not a starter out there. Um, wh- close, what do they do? Enough. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a bad situation they're in here. So I feel like, and I think Adam Gretz might have said this. I mean, and we're all, we're thinking thinking in the same way on this. I think what's happened with Jari, like especially with this last injury and the way he played before it, whether you know. Who knows how healthy it was, frankly. Right. I feel like that's almost driven his his leverage and his price point down to like a more manageable level. Like now, it, who like give give this dude a give this dude a one year deal? There's not a lot of teams out there that that are going to be willing to break the bank on him. Whereas, like, right. I think if you had had a, if you had had a normal season and he would have thrown up, you know, whatever started uh started fifty eight games and put up a nine, you know, 17 save percentage or whatever, like reasonable, like a reasonable expectation for Tristan Jari. That dude could have made a lot of money, right? Because like you said, the UFA, uh, the UFA goaltending market is trash. And so is like, frankly, though, the entire, most of the UFA market in general, it's a down year overall, like it, it, right. in all positions. So I feel like is it, it's bad. For, <laughs> it almost makes it a sit. It might make the decision a little bit easier. It's going to be easier? like, here's, here, I almost, I, I, I think, I think there yeah. would have been, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I might be, I might be like galaxy braining this honestly, but it, it just, it just <laughs> feels like, it just feels like the play for him, regardless of where it happens, whether it's this year or next is going to be like one year, 
you know, show me kind of prove it deal, like like one one or two it's, years, like short term. And that to right. me is a better it, that's a better move generally, you know, just as a rule with goaltenders is is you try to to try to lock them into to, to shorter term deals because you know who, who knows just long. You're right. I mean, on an individual level, as it pertains to Jari specifically, it it, it does make more sense to bring them back on that one year deal, like you said. Um, but I guess it's wild to me that we will have gone from say April of 2022 when right. we all looked at each other and said, man, this team has a goaltender issue. They need to mm-hmm. fit the fix to mm-hmm. uh, September of 2023. And we'll be talking about the same two guys, same most likely same two guys in the yeah. same two roles and the same problem that's that's existed really going all the way back to April of 2021. Really, I think of all the things that that Hextall's gotten nailed to the wall for over the last you know month or two months or six months, all deserved. By the way, I I, I don't mean this as like any kind of defense of him. The one that's kind of fallen under the radar is the goaltender position. Like, I feel like that's kind of lost, lost in the shuffle of him, you know, failing to build a competitive bottom six and, you know, clearing a bunch of space at the deadline from a Kyle Grant, like whatever, like there's very obvious mistakes this dude has made, right. but uh, the continuing kind of bungling of the goaltender position, that's as egregious as, as any, because again, and, and it, you know, what's, what's funny too is, is as they've, you know, as pre-injury, as they were trying to get, you know, Sullivan kept saying, we got it. We're trying to get him on track and whatever. As they were trying to get get Jari back up the snuff, Casey DeSmith was playing really well. And it's like more proof, honestly, that, that this dude, he's, he's a competent NHL goaltender. But as soon as you give him anything resembling a starter's workload, whether that's over the, the regular season or in the playoffs or whatever, you're going to run into problems. So it is funny to see like the same weird, cycle of this of the same issues which is that the smith can't can't perform with with starters minutes basically and jari can't stay healthy and we're in year what three of it now it's wild it's 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 wild to see and you know like we were talking about before with the with the contract situation like i i mean what i said what what i outlined was basically like yeah just sign up for another year of it which is crazy like right. I, I think it i think i think it shows what a weird spot the team is in specifically and also just generally where the league's at with goaltenders because there's there's not enough of them honestly hey oh kept flurry that's what i said the whole time sean oh, they sure God, kept man. that flurry <laughs> in in what's crazy is as stupid as it as it sounded at the time right and as much as we make fun of it because the obvious decision was right in front of all of us well you keep the young guy who's won a couple of cups and you send the veteran on his way for whatever you can get in in retrospect we're speaking of galaxy brain we're all just now Mm. sitting here going "Mm, yeah it probably would have worked absolutely if there was some way to make that like a viable you know, a viable cap decision back then. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm still of the mindset that Rutherford would have done it, right? Like his the the choice because of the because of their short and long term cap situation, and because of the rules for the expansion draft, like it made it impossible, right? So like, I, so with that like kind of on the shelf, knowing that like they like almost like literally didn't have an option. Like Jake Gensel wouldn't be playing here right now if if right. if they would have if they would have like what. So there's like all sorts of you know, domino effect uh, stuff that's in play, but like <laughs> strictly in terms of hockey, like 
they're absolutely would have been in better shape if if they would have kept if they would have kept old math around for sure. So I had Sean McDonough uh, from ESPN mm-hmm. on earlier, and we told Jim Colony jokes. It was lovely, uh, but I also asked oh, him boy. about the <laughs> the the comparison between because I think it's I think it's a valid one. Maybe I'm reaching mm-hmm. as a as a sports as I uh, you know become a sports uh, ta- a sports talk hot take artist, but um, the comparison between Brady, Tom Brady, and Sidney Crosby. Like mm-hmm. I look at Sidney Crosby and I see a guy who will do absolutely anything and everything it takes to keep himself in peak condition, to be as good at hockey for as long as humanly possible. And as long as he's in good enough shape to play good hockey at the level that he wants to play at, he will continue to play hockey at that level, which means, you know, even though the dude's 35 going at 35 and a half will be 36 before next season starts. I could still see him playing another seven, eight, nine. I mean, this guy, this guy will play until they drag him off the ice. I mean, do you see oh, that totally. same comparison? So he's got he's got two more years on his. I always forget exactly when his when his yeah. deal runs out because all the years have like melded together. But he's got two more seasons uh, after this current one on his contract, right? In the yeah, thought, the conventional yeah, I, I, in twenty twenty five. Yeah, so twenty 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 three. Yeah, two seasons. The conventional the conventional wisdom for years was that maybe he'd be done after that. And that was mm-hmm. because of, A, the, the aging curve for hockey players just in general, but also just kind of like the overall vibe that maybe, you know, he, uh, like, what, it, it, like pe- people who knew him said, like, I don't know if, I don't know if Sid's going to be the kind of guy that plays until he's 40. This is like, this is, this is, this is years back. Just because yeah. of the idea that, you know, is that dude going to be able to handle when maybe this the the foot speed starts to go and the skills start to fade, like is he psychologically gonna be, gonna be okay with being a diminished version of himself, right? Where you right. have you look at guys like Joe Thornton who played until he was into his forties, you know, that dude, his mindset, he's a he's a like that guy, legendary chiller, right? Doesn't really care much about anything. Like he's he's just a relaxed kind of dude, and he kept himself in good shape and. You know, didn't have a ton of foot speed to lose. So lo and behold, he was an effective NHL player in, into his 40s, and he was, but like nothing great. Also, like he's a third or fourth line center for the for the Leafs and the Panthers at the end. The question was always like, could Sid handle that? Like, would would he be? Yeah. Would 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 he be okay with that? And I think in this, and it's easy to say it now because like the dude's getting up with 100 points and all the all, all that stuff. So he's still at such a high level that it might make the point moot. Like two years from now, he might be good enough to just like make it not even, you know, whatever. He he might be another a, an eight and a half million dollar player again right. in two years. Like who knows? But a funny thing, I think over the last year or two, like the vibe around him has started to change. Like it seems like he is like in a spot where like maybe you can see him playing farther into his forties and being okay with it. Like I asked Nathan McKinnon about that, honestly, at, at the, in the preseason at a bit of media tour event. Cause those guys famously work out together and they're buddies, right. and whatever. Just kind of asked him like, you know, where's, where's Sid at? And, and McKinnon was like, he basically I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, he's, he's locked in, man. He's, he's not, th- he's thinking about his next contract. Like he's ready. He's ready to roll. So there has been some kind of like vibe shift with, 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 uh, with him regarding the length of his career over the last couple of years. Absolutely. I, I, I wonder how much, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wonder how much he looks at it, and I don't know, maybe I'm projecting here. Um, he looks at it as kind of like a responsibility to bring on the next wave and not abandon the organization, so to speak. That if he signs a five-year extension and plays until he's 42, well, by then, the team will have brought in the young guys. Hopefully, well, you know, they will have built the prospect pool back up that he'll He'll, he'll see himself as bringing along the next guy for this organization. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they'll have the general manager in place or any kind of management team in place to actually or, pull that off. Or what because, the rest of the roster will look like. Like Right, like, because knows, now we're right? talking about a 33-year-old Jake Gensel, right? We're talking about uh, a, a, a third. I, I mean, right. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, who else would it still be? Rust will be 35. Um, and, you know, <laughs> that, so. I, that- could not make me feel older, by the way. The, the, the idea, the idea of a thirty-three-year-old Jake Cancel, like Jesus. I mean, who else? Who else am I forgetting that my? I mean, POJ will be twenty-eight. I mean, I guess totally. that's a, a a little less daunting. But like, I guess my point a is a lot of I, a lot of variables in place for sure. Right, I could see him wanting to bring the next guy along. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I see that more likely. Assuming they go through the transition on the management team that they need to go through this summer, yeah. I could see that more likely than, hey, um, maybe I'd like to spend the last couple of years in LA, or maybe I'm just done here, or whatever it may be. Like the most likely scenario is Sid wants to play until he's 41 or 42 and help set the organization up. The only problem will be they'll never draft high enough with Sid on the roster in order right. to get the elite level talent to bring along. It's going to be interesting. It's it's getting as, as we cruise towards the end of that contract, man, it, it usually comes from Canada. Um, it usually, and it's it, the, the, the possible destinations are always predictable, but it's mm-hmm. like McKinnon and Crosby are friends. And like, he grew up a Canadians fan and, yeah, you know, he's from like. There's always going to be that level of, you know, speculation about him, and it's and it's only going to it unless something happens, and he, unless he falls off a cliff performance wise, or you know, or or we see something wild happen. Um, I, I he's been so much better. Like this year, has he's been phenomenal and productive to the point where it's like, okay, we can like pencil in pretty comfortably that, that not only is this dude coming back at the at the end of his at the end of this deal he's going to be or still be a really 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 good player and i don't know if people i don't know if you could have said that you know with any degree of certitude a couple years ago because that's just the way it goes hockey players get old he's he's you know the for as as hard as the dude plays like he's got he's got some stuff on like the concussion issues that was all it was always mm-hmm. a question like as to how long he was going to play. And now all signs point to him not just playing, but being unbelievable. Right? So we need to like reassess how, how we're thinking about how uh, the late period of, of his career is going to play out, it seems like. Well, and to your point, the timeline now is that the, the extension would happen in the summer of 2024, you would think, before mm-hmm. his final year under contract. 
which means you'll only get one more season to evaluate whether you think he's going to fall off the cliff or not. This season has shown you no signs that that's going to happen. If he plays next year, anything like he's played this year, and again, there's no reason to believe he won't, then you have to re-up Sidney Crosby for as long as Sidney Crosby wants to be re-upped for. Totally. You give him at that point, you, I'm, I'm far enough in the tank for him just generally, but yeah, whatever you say, you say, dude, like how long you want to play? Do you, a, do you still want to play here? That's a very important thing to consider here. Like, yeah, we, we need like that. If, if anybody on earth has, has earned any hockey player on earth has earned the right to, you know, pick a spot, it's him. So we'll see. And then once you have that first question cleared, it's to me, it's still like how long, how much print up the contract. Like, here you go. Also, yeah. you want, you want maybe like an ownership stake too, like whatever, like here. Absolutely. You, you can be one of those people that John Henry throws under the bus when everything goes sideways. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You can get one of the, one of the, one of the, or one of the David or yeah. One of the David Ortiz, uh, Pedro Martinez deals with the Red Sox where it's like, here's, here's, here's a million and a half a year and just go and, you know, say nice here's, things about us on, on TV. Here's a framed Papelbon jersey. Get the hell out. Yeah, shake like awkward photo, shake hands. Yeah. Here's Shirley's bloody sock. We had a bunch of them made up with red Sharpies. Get the hell out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had a box in the locker room in 2004. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, so one more thing I wanted to ask you about, because I heard McDavid comment on this, I guess, earlier in the week. Actually, I didn't hear McDavid comment on it. I heard somebody else talking about McDavid's comments on it. I'll just be completely mm -hmm. forthcoming about his admiration for the WBC and yep. Otani against Trout and the international thing that the NHL seemingly just can't figure out how to get right on a regular basis. Because um, they're going to screw up, it sounds like, any World Cup. Uh, in the next couple of summers, because nobody can get on board with how they want to do it. The Olympics is always, I'll just be honest, you can put the little E next to the title of this episode. The Olympics with the NHL is always a shit show. Um, mm -hmm. And so where do we get, look, hockey fans, I think, enjoy the international competition as much as any other sports fan. Um, it's best against best from each country. Um, do you think we get it again anytime soon? Like, I, I'd love to believe that there's a format much like the WBC. Well, they did it with the World Cup six years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was now, yep. where you get the best players from each country, you put them on their rosters, and you have them play some games in a couple of pools a few weeks before the season starts, and everybody gets ramped up for the season that way. I'd like to believe that could happen more often than every seven, eight, nine years, but seemingly it can't with the NHL. Um, mm -hmm. Is there a chance we get that again soon, or... Is, it, is is that not something the NHL really has any interest in being a part of or allowing their players to be a part of? I had heard maybe 2025 is mm -hmm. is uh, maybe like an Olympic an Olympic style break in February 2025. I think that's probably you know if you wanna if you wanna try to circle a date on the on the calendar, it's probably that, but it's going to take it just like anything else with the, with the NHL for whatever reason, one of the many ways this league is just bizarre and kind of an outlier when it comes to other pro sports leagues. Like it's the GMs, the GMs are going to have a lot of, have a lot of sway here. And it's a matter of, of, of convincing a lot of those guys that this is a risk that's worth taking. And that's, and that's where that discussion kind of happens, right? It's, it's bet. It starts with the GMs and it extends 
and then extends up to the board of governors. And it's a very obnoxious chain of command situation. And it sounds like they're close. Like they're like there was it last year, like last summer, maybe going into going into you know this this past season. There was a legitimate amount of momentum. It seemed like league wide with exact certainly with the players' association, which wants this to happen more more so than than the board of governors in in the GM. It seemed like that was happening, and then it you know you hit you hit a couple roadblocks, and you get into the season. And it's just something that gets that gets tabled. But I do know that. You know, more GMs, more GMs and execs are on board than not. Certainly the players want it. I think this is one of those things, too, with McDavid, by the way. He gets asked about this constantly because we haven't yeah. seen him in, in, an, in an Olympic, you know, in, in an Olympic setting. The only time we've seen him has been in, in the World Cup of Hockey. So he gets asked constantly. It's one of the few things that that dude is actually outspoken on. Like, he's very openly like, yeah, I want to do this. Like, we need to figure something out. This is something right. I want. And the idea that we could go, because like, not that the clock's ticking on that dude's career, because he's whatever, sixty goals in seventy-two games. Like he's clearly got a lot more meat left on the bone. But like, he's halfway through his career, and we still haven't seen him playing in, in an Olympic uh, context. It's crazy. So I think something's going to happen. It seems like, you know, a couple years down the line, but it the can continues to be kicked. This is the same thing we've been right. saying since. Since the uh, since the initial Olympic discussion happened, right? We were talking about it last year. And now it's like 2025. Yeah, it seems like they should get something done. So, well, we'll see. My pipe I, dream. I, I, yeah. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm as bummed as anybody. My pipe dream is you, you take all the novelty ideas, an all-star game, international competition, outdoor game, and you roll them up into one big ball of wax and you have a little mini outdoor tournament for four or five days during an all-star break, an extended break in like late January, early February, like you talked about. But that takes multiple money makers away from the NHL, so I get why they'll never do it that way. But that would be the perfect way to handle it. But uh, the NHL is far from perfect, so I guess we'll just leave it that. The question is always going to be like – does it happen during the season? Does it happen during the off season? What do the revenue splits look like? And that's just stuff that they can't agree on. Like everybody vaguely wants it to happen when it's like push comes to shove. There's enough holdovers that are like, I don't, we're like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to risk the injury. It's not worth the money, like whatever. And there's enough people, there's enough pushback there to derail it, even though it's not, even though I think it's safe to say it's not a majority of the stakeholders. Like a majority of the people want it to happen, but it just, it just hasn't. Hasn't gotten over the finish line. So since we didn't get to mascots of any kind, um, <laughs> is there anybody? Is there anybody you do want to fight? Anybody at all? It's a great question. You're oh not a God. fighter, really. You're 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 not really. Yeah, I've I it's I there was a there was a, we all had stretches, right? <laughs> sure. There's, I mean, there's, yeah. It's been a, I'm I'm 37, man. It's it's been it's no. been it's solid solid 10 years. I'm I'm well well out of the <laughs> out of the out of out of the, out of the bar fight window. All right. Well, fight. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna start listing your coworkers. Let's do that. Okay. And at the, all right. At the top, at the top of the list, it's Chris Muller. <laughs> yeah, he knew he'd be listed first. Totally. And we'll know how much he actually listens to this thing, which is probably very little to none. If he if he responds at all. So now just, you've chummed the water effectively, Sean. Thank you. Was 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 literally just texting him about about something unrelated. So I'll I'll let him know that I've thrown down thrown down the yeah. gauntlet here. The gauntlet has been thrown down. The challenge will not <laughs> be accepted. All right, man. Thanks for the time. As always, we'll catch up soon.
Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Our friend Sean Gentilly from The Athletic. Always wonderful to catch up with. Uh, the international play thing always has me wondering, like, when will the NHL get out of its own way and figure this out? But you heard Sean mention there, there's a lot of people that want to get done. It's just a matter of the terms of getting it done. Speaking of getting it done, we hope the Pens get it done against the Caps on Saturday. Big one, because the Caps are looking to play spoiler against their biggest rival, let's be honest. And if they can play spoiler against their biggest rival, then they're going to go ahead and do it, whether it's Tom Wilson playing physical spoiler against their biggest rival or whether it's uh, Alex Ovechkin once again shoving a dagger through Penguins fans' hearts. That's always a possibility as well. Either way, we'll talk about it on Monday, get you geared up for next week as well. Don't forget, if you're inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, up in the upper right-hand corner, just tap follow. If you haven't already, you'll get new episodes as soon as they're available to you. Wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to follow, like, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, a rating as well. Questions, just leave it in the comments there of wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, watch the show on YouTube. I'm waving to you if you're watching on YouTube right now. YouTube, uh, you go search for 93.7 The Fan. You'll see new episodes pop up there every time they're available as well. Thanks again for joining another episode of Fifth Avenue Faceoff.